martial law win. new bully and your host Leroy aka the hoarder uh with my co-host this is Eli aka King Ghidorah that is a Godzilla reference right it is I'm getting better I knew he was either <laughs> Godzilla or Smash Brothers one of the other <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> so we're back with another episode and I think we can all agree that 2020 sucks right now so because we are yeah. all coming live from quarantine eli and i are uh we are promoting social distancing because that's what we're doing right now but we've always been doing that so that's what we do so um, yes i've never made eye contact well yeah i guess i did make eye contact with you once on other when people's we, uh, podcasts yeah on other people's podcasts where, where i can see your face right I'm like, oh we shit eli's not black we're on a webcam right <laughs> i was like oh shit leroy's black <laughs> <laughs> it is so just shocking news all over the place so yeah so this is this is a weird time that we're in right now everybody's just trying to come to grips uh I, eli people are adjusting people are adjusting to life in quarantine now it's it's a weird thing uh there's this new thing called tiktok you heard of it uh i have yeah yeah okay yeah like i said that, we, that it's like the new vine or something that's exactly what it is it's vine but vine died so tiktok can survive and it's a it's an increase in that because nobody has anything to do so just sitting around and making TikTok videos all day. Also, uh, do you remember in the '90s song "D Nice"? My name is D Nice. Blah blah blah. That guy. Remember the song, rap song, whatever. Okay. Okay. So, what is the what was a popular thing because people aren't allowed to go to the clubs now? I say allowed. That means some idiots still didn't go, but that's the point. People still went to the club. Uh, people weren't allowed to go to the clubs. So what DJs are doing are going on Instagram Live and Facebook Live and face, Facebook and things like that, and they're doing DJ sessions. So D-Nice, you know the rapper from the 90s, is now DJ now. He did his own DJ session, and he had 100,000 followers doing his DJ session. Like Everybody jumped in. Like Michelle Obama jumped in, commented, and everything like that. So that was the place to be for him, and he was just rocking out it's like okay this is awesome it's like having the club in your living room you know even though you can't really go anywhere so that's pretty awesome yeah a lot of yeah a lot of bands were doing i know st patty's day that band uh that punk band dropkick murphy's they usually do it you know they're from boston and they have a tradition they play a show on st patty's day in boston but they live streamed it this time because no one boston was shut down Right, so, and, and more I was like, watching that, but I, I've seen that other bands. Yeah, bands are just live streaming, you know, from their practice spaces and shit like that. And you know, bringing you know, music. There was a virtual powwow this weekend. Oh, really? You know, I got invited to a virtual powwow where people were just dancing like in their backyards and live streaming, and they had like MCs and drum groups going going live and all that. And I was like, that's pretty. That's pretty clever. 
Yeah, so it's like, like you know Technology. what they say? What the guys say? Life will find a way. So we will always find a way to do something. Now, we're adjusting, Eli, but you know who's having a hard time with this? Old people. Because they because we always had to show them how to use social media. They don't know what social media is. They don't know what a computer is. So they're having a hard time adjusting to this stuff because that's why they're trying to still go to church on Sundays when we're telling him social gathering means no social gatherings. That includes church. You can't go. I understand okay. God got you. God is going to have you if you go. So everybody just stay home. Social gathering, social distancing means social distancing. No one goes anywhere. Uh, also, another yeah. thing that's weird is that uh, because we're ever all these towns getting locked down, California's getting locked down, New, New York's getting locked down, Mississippi is not getting locked down. Our governor does not give a shit about us. He just said Mississippi's not China, will never be China. Okay. Yeah, Minnesota, we're not locked down yet either. I mean, we got, I mean, everything's closed down. Only essential businesses are open, but we haven't gone to the shelter in place thing yet. Yeah. Um, everyone thinks it's probably coming because he's got the National Guard coming in to help out with like, you know, deliveries and shit, just jobs basically okay. working around. So I know they're in Georgia. But so we're not in shelter in place yet. Yeah. yeah. So the National Guard is just coming to just help out. They're not, you know, totalitarian rule or anything like yeah. that. They you know, because I know it's the apocalypse. Yeah. And we're supposed to see. And, and I've been following. I mean, I, I like like follow shit that you know. I've been looking at what's been going on in China. Look at what's going on in Europe, and it sucks. But people are adjusting. You know, I mean, I hearing people in Germany or Spain or Italy saying, "Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks not being able to go anywhere." But you know, the you know it's fine you know you you know it's not that bad you know you you know people were just don't panic there's people who just say don't panic you know at first yeah there was like fights you know for over toilet paper but now you know the, the supermarkets are stocked and it's everything's calm and you know and they're they're in full quarantine and it's you know um meanwhile eli i haven't had so, water it, in a week Cause my super, <laughs> oh, my really? supermarket is just sold out of water, so I'm like losing my fucking. You can't mind drink the water me. down there. It's so, I, I drunk it down, like in the. Remember, we talked about this last week. I said I. No, I mean it. you can't drink your tap water. Hell no! In, water? In, in Jackson, Mississippi, do you want me to die? Oh, I don't. I I don't know, man. I, we yeah, get a I guess boil water alert right. every other week about not. Don't even bathe oh, man. with it. <laughs> Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying not to die before Corona gets to me. So yeah, that's the thing about that. So I haven't had any water in a week. I'm just going crazy. I just drink anything. Just drunk chocolate milk early today, even though I never drink that shit. You know, just trying to do something. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing about it, you know, like when all people are getting scared of the military nowadays. I'm joking with my uh, military friends online right now. You know, it's on Facebook. Like, uh, you guys are not gonna kill us next week, are you? You know. So we had what's that <laughs> politician Marco Rubio. No, Marco Rubio. That's his name. Rubio. Yeah, Rubio. I think it's his name. Mark yeah. Rubio, Mark Ruffalo. What is what his name is? Okay. So he Rubio, made a, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so he made a tweet saying that, you know, I need you guys to stop spreading rumors about martial law. There's uh, martial law is not gonna happen. But the thing is, he misspelled martial in martial law. So the day in Twitter, <laughs> Eminem was trending like Mar- number like- one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because Eminem's uh, name is Marshall Mathers, so you know there's all kind of memes of Eminem popping up, stuff like that. So does it mean Marshall Mathers become, <laughs> you know? And then like the the store Marshalls, you know, law. Uh, of course, you know Marshall Law on Tekken was also trending, you know. 
So people just go crazy over mm-hmm. there. So he had it. So we're, we're, I don't think martial law is going to be a thing. But at the same time, people do need to quit being idiots. You know, we understand your spring break is yeah, canceled. Yeah, chill out. Yeah. Let's chill the fuck it out, man. Right. California, like I said, maybe I'm, I got an advantage. I've been cooped up since New Year's. You right. Know, with my bum leg, I haven't been able to go anywhere. So, it, yeah, it sucks. And, yeah, it, it, I was, it was getting to me. You know, I, I, <laughs> I was getting grouchy. Stir crazy. You know, but yeah. I was also in pain, too. Mm-hmm. I was in pain, too. So, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but you know, you can read. Read. Watch some shit. You know, oh, there will be other shit. things happening. You know, uh, for instance, okay, so write some shit. Yeah. yeah, so this is quarantine, right? So there's a new thing also trending, also Eli, quarantine and chill. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know how the baby boomers. I've seen those were? memes too. Yeah, you know how the baby boomers yeah. were. This is gonna be the new baby boom. Yeah. So the what are we? Coronials or whatever. Coronials. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's wrong. It's not like time travels or something, you know. Uh. <laughs> What the fuck? Corn, the corn. They say, was it doggy, doggy style? Doggy styles more uh, safer. You don't spread your like, well, you got no, you're not breathing in each other's faces. So <laughs> the proper way to have corona positions sex. That... <laughs> Quarantine, yeah. hazmat suits on. <laughs> so we're in yeah. March now. So we should see baby showers popping up left and right in <laughs> December. That's where it should be right now. So yeah, uh, quarantine chill. But here's the thing: quarantine chill is also a, a gift and a curse, also, because yes, you're quarantined with that one, that special someone. But we're starting to realize that after two, three days, maybe a week, that person is the person that you thought they were. Now you see them waking up in the morning. Now you smell the bad breath in the morning. Now you're hanging around the person all the time. Now you run out of Netflix stuff to watch. Now you're really getting pissed off about this person with you. So we'll see how this quarantine thing lasts. But yeah, I'm, I just want. Any any listeners listen to this that's having a baby shower in December? Name one of the babies after Eli. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we need more Eli's in the world. There's exactly. Not much, there's not Some many of us. Good Eli's, not Eli Manning <laughs> who fucked up a Super Bowl. We don't like that. Good Eli's. Oh, oh. Can we get to the sad news now? Even sadder than Corona. Um. Sure. <laughs> okay. We we had it. We had a death. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we had a death. We should have led with that. We had but... two. We, didn't, we, never, we, never, we never mentioned last week's either. Who died last week? Max von Sydow last week. Who? Max von Sydow. Oh, yeah. Max von Sydow. The, uh, Ming the Merciless from Flash Gordon. And a bunch mm-hmm. of other from hours of movies also. I think he played Conan, Lofield. The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was in a ton yeah, of stuff. Rush Hour 3 or 2. I can't remember. Yeah, Star Wars and... Judge Dredd, like, like I said, I just watched Judge Dredd. Like, chopped his yeah. head off or something. But still, yeah, great actor. Yeah. Been playing like a million roles, shit like that. Uh, rest in peace to him. But also, what I want to talk about was the death of Kenny Rogers, man. That was in it. Yes, a country singer. Yeah. I'm going to talk about a country singer because the youngins don't understand, Eli, how huge Kenny Rogers was back in the 80s. He, he had was, his own chicken, his own restaurant. He did. He had his own chicken. He was a movie star. And this was back yeah, when country, yeah. See, this is back when country was the number one selling genre of music back then. When music sold, he was the guy at the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, even though way before hip hop was ever a thing, before hip hop, was when white folks still ruled the world. I mean, yeah. white folks still rule the world. <laughs> Who's the best selling hip hop artist? Eminem. But know? I mean, like, but like the music, you know, back, you know, 
you know, when Bruce Springsteen was like, that was like, he, you know, people were listening to Bruce Springsteen because that was the shit. Right. Uh, way before, Billy Joel you know, and way before John Will Cougar Smith. Millencamp. <laughs> All those oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, those guys were fucking. <laughs> yeah, so so Kenny Rogers was the shit, even though, like I said, Barry Gibbs wrote all his music, but he was still the shit over everything. Eli, he was getting played on black stations. That's how big Kenny Rogers oh, yeah? was with all his music like that. So I'm just listening to Kenny Rogers, and I didn't know what he did. I'm just like, okay, he's jamming. You know the funny thing about who else was getting played on black stations? Phil Collins. Up until I was oh, yeah? like about eight years old, I thought Phil Collins was black. Until I saw his <laughs> video that I realized he was some, you know, Brit and I was like, wait, what? My my whole world was shattered, you know. Anyway, back to Kenny Rogers. Um, he was huge, top of his game, uh, movie star, sold chicken. He did he did like Colonel Sanders back then, though, you know. And you know the wavy hair and shit like that. But all I'm gonna say is that Kenny Rogers was a huge thing. No one to hold him, no one to fold him. For him to uh to check out in 2020 when it's getting as fucked up as it is right now, that's the best case of no one to fold him. So all I'm gonna say. Uh, recipe skinny right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any more news before we go into the podcast? Even though it really ain't shit happened this week because everybody's you know freaking out about the apocalypse. I ordered Pretty my much, Mad yeah. Max uh leather bondage outfit from Amazon, but since Amazon's not shipping anymore, it's just stuck in the mail. So you know, guess next week. <laughs> oh, um, let's move on to the box office. There is no box office <laughs> because it's been yeah. shut down. There's no. <laughs> But what we can talk about is that this is the first what they say, like they said, this is the first time in like 20 something years. The box office was zero. Oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> like yeah. nobody, because everything has been shut down. I don't think I think I don't think it's ever been a period. I know of that the box office has ever been shut down, you know. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. I know last week when we did it, they said it was the lowest box office gross in the last 20 years. So people blaming Bloodshot and the wow for I mean, not the wow, the hunt having a little box office but it wasn't them it was it was corona you know because even onward flop yeah. and that's a pixar movie they don't flop you know uh i yeah. think it's already on digital i think onward is already on digital and yeah, all, all those, those movies other, well yeah. not bloodshot yet yes but, bloodshot uh, is the hunt yes blush bloodshot yeah. is bloodshot the hunt birds of prey by the time you hear this podcast all of those movies will be on itunes for purchase right now some other movies too that I'm forgetting about. Yeah, I, Invisible Man. Invisible Man also will be on this. So all the movies that you can't see, they'll be available right now. Bad Boys Three, I think, comes out tomorrow. Oh well, today. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. even well, hopefully, I get paid. Yeah, I didn't get my check on Saturday or Friday, so I was kind of that was another thing that pissed me off. I was, damn, they fucked up my payroll. And shit hopefully, again. you get a check. That's so, the thing. I, I wasn't allowed to see it. Because you know, as yeah, of right, I shouldn't be bitching. You know? I mean, because as of right now, uh, I don't know if anybody. I know we're not going to turn this to CNN or Fox or anything like that. But all those thousand dollar checks we talked about last week, we respecting, not getting. We don't know the whole. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to it enough to see what's going on like there. Congress is fucking up our money, so we're not getting a check. I'm hearing the deal that even if they would have passed that deal, they initially had it would have been a loan that we had to pay that shit back anyway. Which is probably why the deal didn't pass again. With something like that. Something like that. Yeah, so, they're they're basically it's basically another corporate bailout is what I've heard. Basically, so like, no, whatever they, it is, we're getting you fucked ain't, up. You ain't, you guys ain't, yeah, yeah. Nothing BP is ain't free. getting a bunch of fucking welfare money to buy back their stocks. Right, no. nothing <laughs> is free. <laughs> so don't get too happy about this shit. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got all these movies coming out, and it's gonna be an exciting thing. Oh, uh, can we move on to the next part of what I wanted to talk about earlier, Eli? In the you know when I said get your juices flowing. What's up? 
Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. So, like I said, I've been because every since people we're on quarantine, a lot of people have been Netflix binging, you know, Amazon Prime binging, and a lot of other people have been MCU binging. So pretty much every move, Marvel movie in the MCU has been trending on Twitter lately for some reason whatsoever. But one thing that did trend specifically was Iron Man three, Thor two, and Captain Marvel. The reason is because people arguing what what was the worst Marvel movie that they came out with, and so I decided to talk about that because even as long as we've been doing this podcast, like we've never actually talked about the worst MCU movies. We've always talked about the best, when we like the best, but we never talked about the worst. And I know this is right up your alley. I know you've been wanting to shit on Marvel ever since we started this podcast. So this will give you a chance. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> did you get a chance to to do your list, your top five? Or worst five? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay, I so kinda, I didn't like write them down or nothing, but I, I, got, I, didn't, I, I didn't write them like, free, yeah. freestyling. Yeah, we're gonna go. So we're gonna go back, right. back and forth. Top five. You go. I go. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Here, let me look at my list real quick. I forgot. Okay, so I'll, I'll let you go first. Uh, first, uh, by so we're going like least. Right, least favorite, so like, like number not, one would be the one we hate the most. Right, the number one would be the one the we, one hate, we the hate the most. So the the, the one we're naming now is the fifth most hated one we have. All right, I'll go with the uh, Hulk number five, Incredible Hulk. That high or low? Okay. Uh, any you want to give? Any yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, well, the only thing that saves it is because it had all those Easter eggs, and the and the ending. I mean, the ending is cool. The, the fight between. You know, Hulk and Abomination is cool and all that shit, but I really wasn't into it. And you know, Doc seen Doc Samson and the 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 you know the leader that you know in there and all that shit. Those little Easter eggs were, you know, as, especially at the time because it came out. This is before the Avengers was got huge, and but you know, oh, the, that was the second movie in the MCU technically. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, oh, there's all these little things and then tony stark is at the end and like oh that's kind of cool that there's this shared universe and it was just a thing it was, it was just starting and so that was like kind of cool at the time but looking back it's not it's not that great of a movie I, I you know and i'm a hulk fan you know i love the hulk so the fact that there was only the easter eggs is the only thing that kept it from you know me hating it basically okay so, interesting. yeah all right my fifth from not my worst, but my fifth worst, I'm gonna say Iron Man three. And I'm gonna say okay. why it's not like the the worst of the worst, because a lot of people are bashing the movie for one reason and one reason alone because of the twist, because they didn't get the Mandarin, the Mandarin turned out to be some asshole in the suit. I get all that, but on a technical level, it was a good movie, and the fact that Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, movie, I don't. Uh, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I never. I didn't. I didn't Iron Man three was that bad. Yeah. Plus, That's the action scenes actually pretty inventive. You know, pretty creative, especially when people got blown out of the plane, stuff like that. The Iron Leads, like that. Robert Downey Jr. still yeah. Robert Downey Jr. So there was a lot of good things in that movie. People get mad over one thing about the plot twist, and I didn't even see a problem with the plot twist. I think people misunderstood what the plot twist was. The whole point was that. At the beginning of the movie, Tony Stark specifically said, "We create our own demons." That was the theme of the movie. So they were saying that we. In general, we always created our demons. The Mandarin that Ben Kingsley was playing was a demon that what's his face asshole in a suit made. 
So we all create our own demons. We all we all want to point our fingers at the bad guy. Meanwhile, while we look and and point the finger at this guy, there's people behind the scenes getting away with all kind of other bullshit that we're not paying attention to because we want to look at Bin Laden, we want to look at you know Gaddafi and all these mass murder stuff like that. Meanwhile, these big corporations fucking us over left and right. They just doing it right under our nose when they're paying attention to it. That's the point. The movie's trying to make the movie had a point to it, and the movie was even trying to say that no, he was never the Mandarin. Whatever asshole in the suit was, Seth Killian, that's his name, Seth Killian. He was the real Mandarin. And I understood what he was trying to do. Like, you're looking in the wrong direction. The real Mandarin is not the guy that you're pointing at. It's the guy behind him. Now, the problem I had with that is that it was a whitewash role. Because if you're having a white dude play the Mandarin, it's whitewashing. So if you're going to do that whole thing, stuff mm -hmm. like that, make the, I don't mind Ben King's doing the things he's going to do, but if you're going to do that, make the guy Asian. You could have had the same role yeah. as Asian, that, but as you had it now, you had a whitewashed man. And their, and their, yeah, and their excuse for why they didn't cast an Asian is bullshit. Like, oh, we didn't want to have a stereotypical, you know, cartoony Asian in this role. Like, well, you didn't have to. You could have got an Asian to play him not like what did you have we could have him going ching chong and shit right no, an asian actor would not do that right just update the role yeah. that's all you gotta do you don't have to have you know see my power you don't have to do that in there you know just yeah. update the role and if you'd have had if you'd have had yeah. ben king playing a role but had an asian playing seth killian's role then you would have updated the mandarin's role because mandarin has done stuff like that he's been a business tycoon in a you know three-piece suit and shit like that still beating the shit out of iron man and and you would have been right there. And people would have, and the, the fact that Killian was playing the real version of Mandarin would have flown over people's head. You know, because most people don't completely mm -hmm. miss that because he specifically says in the movie, you're looking at me the whole time, I am the Mandarin. That is a direct quote. People completely miss that. Anyway, fifth worst movie. I went on too long about Iron Man 3. Uh, what's your four? <laughs> My fourth, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Somebody, you know what? They kept popping. I, yeah. I kept seeing that reoccurring, also. But give me, yeah, give me some I, feedback I, I, on that. I'm just not into the Ant Man movies. I mean, he's just—I really don't give a shit about Ant Man. <laughs> I always, in my opinion, I always consider the Ant Man's like the middle movies, not the best, not the worst, but in the middle. But you're saying no, they're not even middle. They're boom down here. No. I, I that that's one. No, that was the second one I didn't see. Or wait, did I? Yeah, I think it was like there's only <laughs> two MCU like movies I didn't see in the theater, yeah. and that was one of them. That was one of the, one of the ones. <laughs> the I movie sucked so bad you don't even remember which theater. one it was. Like whichever one I didn't see, that piece of shit. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So. so yeah, and I just just I mean it's okay, and it's it's not like it's a bad movie. Yeah. And you know I'm just not into it. I just don't care. You know. And he's and he's not that cool of a character, you know, to he, where he never was. The, the, he, you know, like I said, he he got applause over Spider Man, you know, and I, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck, like you know. So yeah, I just not into it. It's just I guess it's a personal preference. I'm just not in not into the. It, it, I mean, it ain't even that funny. And I get oh, these are gonna be the comedies. And I, I you know, I, I like go. Oh, <laughs> that's about it all. It's not ha ha funny. Yeah, but, but you, like, you're yeah, not yeah, alone. It's amusing. You're, you're but, not alone because I kept seeing that movie kept reoccurring also. So I was like, okay, there's something that Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. It didn't blow my socks off. I was like, it's that middle ground. 
Uh, number four. Okay, you need yeah. Wall. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name Thor: The Dark World. Thor: The Dark World is not okay. the yeah. worst Marvel movie to me. I felt like there was some fun to have in it. You had Tom Hiddleston, who I felt killed the role in that one. Even uh, Chris Hemsworth had some, you know, some good scenes in it to begin with. Yes, they had a complete shit villain. Action scenes were kind of mm, meh. Uh, Nettie Portman, you can tell she does not want to be in these fucking movies. He completely checks out. Um, the movie tried to be funny like Dwarf Ragnarok, but completely missed the mark on it also. And the cinematography just looked lame. It looked like TV showish. That's what it looked like, you know. But I still had fun with the movie. So it was not the worst. If Thor, right, uh, Thor: Dark World comes on right now, I watch it. And plus, Endgame actually hypes the movie up a little bit more because it's consensual to the Endgame plot. All right, but I'll let you go for number three. Um, I guess Ant Man. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Did Paul Rudd like kill your dog or something? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's a sick system. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, what the fuck? It's, it's just not. You know, they're not like I said. They're not that bad. I mean, there's not there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, they're entertaining. You know, they're like, totally serviceable. You know, like, I feel like you get I'm triggered anytime it, you see Paul Rudd on TV or some shit. <laughs> he just has a punchable <laughs> face. You know, I'm just not into it. I, you know, there's just, just you know, he's he like he's just a, a B character that I don't think he deserves his own movie. I mean, he, he you know, he just needs to do something. He just needs to, yeah, he just needs to 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 come out of the fucking quantum realm. To tell yeah. people about time travel, and that's all <laughs> yeah, that's you need it. him for. Or Hawkeye. he needs to show he needs to up. He needs to show up. Yeah, he just needs to show up, and you know, to pull them out, pull the building off somebody, become giant man, and right. bring them out so other cooler, cooler heroes can kick ass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's had some to, moments like yeah. Remind us not to do uh, a full show about Ant Man three when it comes out. Then I can see what your reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, he doesn't deserve middle, two this, of his own movies. Right, he I give this two movie two middle fingers movies. up. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's just a, a a throwaway character who who you know who kind of helps out. He's like R two D two. Yeah, R two doesn't get his own movie. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. they, but they gave this motherfucker two. They gave him two of his <laughs> own. Give him three. He he get two of his own one. movie. <laughs> Shit, you know, power Paul and all his best, all his best moments. All his best moments are in other people's movies, like Civil War, you yeah. know, getting shot off the arrow and then going into fucking Iron Man suit and fucking with Iron Man. I mean, that, that, you know, that, well, he works in that, spurs, that's basically. all his, you yeah. know, him. Yeah. Him becoming a baby or whatever and all that shit, you know, <laughs> in, in Endgame. Yeah. The, you know, his best moments are in other people's movies. His movies are just, eh, you know, <laughs> I understand why he's there. No, but I don't. I'm just saying. Like, they have to fill out the roster. His movies know. are okay. Yeah. Okay. You know? So wow. So Paul Rudd fan club. Okay. I don't hate them. <laughs> just Paul I, Rudd. I don't hate just them. Him. I just don't him specifically. I just don't give a shit. No, I love Paul. I love Paul Rudd. Shit. I just watched Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. It. I watched Dinner with Schmucks <laughs> of the day. That was a pretty good one, also. <laughs> I just watched. I watched that not too long ago. Too. <laughs> Steve Carell's in it too. Yeah. Shit. Uh, and role models. <laughs> he was role models was a great movie. I don't know why that movie didn't get you know yeah, bigger love, than what it was. But yeah. so yeah, we don't. I love hate that movie. Paul. Yeah, Clueless. Was he was also Clueless. <laughs> oh damn! Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, way back. 
That's way back. And he looks the exact fucking same then as he looked in Ant Man. <laughs> He's a vampire. <laughs> uh, okay, number three. My number three, and I, I almost pushed this higher up on the list Captain Marvel. I really okay. hated that fucking movie. I really did. And it's not because I'm a comic skater. I'm on my way, but I'm not there yet. But yeah, I hated fucking movie. <laughs> uh, the only reason it's not lower on the list because she did give me that Superman battle in space at the very end. She's blowing up shit like that. So I at least yeah, that was cool. That was good. When I when I watched the movie again, I just I just fast forwarded the part and just be done with the next set. Rest of the movie, I do not give a shit about anything that happened in the movie. I really don't. I, it's not engaging to me at all. Brie Larson just kind of just there. She's just like a blank slate. She's like that chick in Twilight, you know, where she's just like she's just staring in space, like you just just soulless when you look in her eyes and shit. Maybe she's a good actress in other movies, and and Captain Marvel she just sucks. I don't know. Um, Sammy Jackson is cool, but he's not enough to save that movie. If he wasn't the movie, it'd be it would be the worst out of this one. But that's me. Uh, yeah. Well, the reason why he lost his eyes because of the cat that was dumb. That was, I mean, I'm not even I'm not even knocking points for that. It's just that the, the cat just in general was just dumb to begin with. Like it just came up for no reason. Like oh, a cat on a spaceship. Okay. Let's take it with us. So, oh, and like at the end when she was getting a fist fight with the other Kree soldiers and they playing, I missed. I, I'm just a girl. You said you hated that. Yeah, that sucked. And now I can't unhear. Yeah, that did suck. Yo, I, so now I when totally I it, it completely that. That, that killed was, that, that fight sucked. scene. Yeah, I'm just like man. Yeah, it did. I mean, it did. You know, the sound. Like, I, mean, I, you, I, I understand you know, you're trying um, to make a feminism, you know, uh, statement, but it's better songs you could have played. You know, thematically wise. Yeah, there's way better songs. Right. From the 90s and shit. That whole Riot Girl movement, you know, that was going on at the time. There's right. so many fucking girl punk bands that they could have used. And, that and, no, and notice that the movies we're naming the are from... song, yeah. Right. And notice that the move, the further we go yeah. down, the movies we're naming are from shit directors. Like, we don't even know who directed Captain Marvel. Uh, we don't know who directed Thor 2. They're just shit movies. Just like, whatever. So, all right. What's uh, number two? Yeah. Okay. Um, what am I at? Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't, I've only seen Captain Marvel the one time in the theater. I haven't seen it since. I remember enjoying it in the, you know, when I did see it. Okay. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I thought it was all right. I mean, especially when she did the Superman shit at the end, I thought that was cool. I didn't mind it. I mean, yeah, I didn't think it was great, but I didn't like hate it or anything. And so I guess I didn't. I don't care enough about it to hate it, I guess. I guess that's <laughs> why it's Paul not on Rudd, my list. You do. <laughs> I suppose I could have put it on my list. I, but yeah, I just didn't care. I just don't really give a shit about Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess my number two would be Thor of the Dark World. Oh, why well, is high up on the list? Okay. You know, just because, yeah, and that was probably because, and that was another one I didn't see in the theater. You know, because like I said, I thought they peaked with Avengers. The MCU peaked. And then you had Iron Man 3. Or what came off? Was it Iron Man 3 that Iron came Man off 3, first? Yep. And After then Avengers? Thor Dark World, yeah. And, the, and then Thor Dark World. So I saw Iron Man 3, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. But I thought, okay, it's all down here from here. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, they're, this, they're not going to – there's no way they're going to top Avengers, the Avengers movie. So when I saw Iron Man 3, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. And so by the time Thor 2 came out, uh, first of all, I didn't give a shit about Thor. And second of all, I was like, well, I ain't going to – you know, I'm gonna blow money on seeing a mediocre movie, and these movies aren't gonna, you know, be that great anyway. So I did not see Thor: The Dark World in the theater, 
you know. And then lo and behold, like the next one was fucking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, Winter and the then Sol- Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was like, like, oh. like a month. Yeah, then like okay, now shit, the yeah. MCU is back. Yeah, so then then the MCU was like, damn, this is some. They're still making good movies. But the Thor: The Dark World, I just yeah, I just didn't care and just it's a whatever movie about whatever. I'm, I'm you know, still I, mad I, at I, I think I only Man watched Steel. it one time. I'm, I'm still mad at Gross Man Steel. Did it? Yeah, I. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, I'm not a Thor fan. I didn't care. I don't remember much of it, and yeah, that's. So it's just a forgettable movie for me. I don't really care. (laughs) At least it's lower than Ant-Man. So, okay. Uh, Number two. It is lower than that. (laughs) Number two. My my second least favorite is Thor. The first one. That was a bad movie, man. I don't don't care where anybody says it's a bad movie. I think people give it a pass because it could have been worse. You were making a movie about a magic space Viking with a magic hammer. So it could have been way worse than what it was, but as just a movie, it was pretty bad. It was just like, like why? Because I mean, most of the time he was just on Earth, no powers, just palling around with Natalie Portman, who, like I said, does not want to be there. Uh, with Kat Dennings, who just why is she there? And they were just, just road tripping, just the whole time, not doing shit. Then they just passing time, ended the movie, they go back to Asgard, and they fight again, and. That's the movie. That's it. It it was it was Masters of the Universe remake. That's all it was. So I'm like, why should I get that movie pass? It was just like it's cool. Just watch it so we can move on and just get to the Avengers just to explain who this guy is. But then that it was not a good movie. Like I recommend watch the movie again, or I recommend not watch the movie again. To be honest with you. So yeah, I'll let you. So what's well, your what's your number one? Well, well, I'm well, no, man, I disagree. What? Okay. <laughs> yes, I I. <laughs> actually like the first Thor movie. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, that was like really low I do. That was like really low I on really the list. I actually don't mind it. You know, first of all, again, I'm not a Thor fan. So it's, it, that's, and this is still before they, the MCU got really serious. You could still see that they were having fun. It's a comic book movie. We're going to have fun with it. And, it, you know, and I, I still remember it, it being such a breath of fresh air after the Nolan trilogy. Because after the Nolan trilogy came out, then all of a sudden everybody had to be dark and brooding and all that shit. And here came Iron Man, then Thor. And like, hey, they're, they're having fun. Comic book heroes are kind of fun now. And I, I thought it was funny. It, it made me laugh. And I, I, I actually watched it not too long ago, and I, I still enjoyed it. And, I, and what? Loki. Loki is who steals that movie. And really, he's the honestly, one because Loki didn't make, like click for me till Avengers. I thought he was just whatever in in Thor. To be honest with you. He didn't. No, he I wouldn't still have seen say Thor. one of the. I still say one of the best scenes in all the MCU movies is when Loki confronts Odin. You know? Oh no! About his scene. lineage. Oh yeah, yeah. When he holds the thing yeah. and he turns blue and shit. Yeah. Okay. Good you know, scene. I give yeah, you. Yeah, and he's scene. like. Yeah, that's that's pure Shakespeare. He's like, now I know why you favored Thor. Because you would never have a frost giant on the throne of Asgard. I mean, that's like, damn, you know. <laughs> Some good acting scene. I, I, I mean, Anthony Hopkins, was, you know, is going to kill it. So, yeah, I mean that that just because of that, Loki elevates that movie and that scene. That was the the first inklings of wow, they're really humanitizing these characters, you know. 
And that's what Marvel has continued to still continues to do well. It's making you give a shit about the characters. Yeah, Loki stole that movie for me. Thor, you know, yeah, it gets it gets it gets a little hammy when he gets down to Earth and he gets hit by the car and you know it's funny and he's throwing the fucking coffee mug yeah. on the ground and shit. The pit shop. Yeah. You know, you know, but like it's tra- I mean, it's tragic when he doesn't when he's not being a- when he finds Molnir in the shield base mm-hmm. and he thinks he's gonna pick it up. And he doesn't. He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, I've been like my father forsaken me. Right. And I, I really got to look so at it. It could be a metaphor for looking at God. Why is God abandoning me? Yeah, yeah. I, I get all that. Why have you forsaken me? I mean, it was like so much deep layers into it. You know, I, and I, I so, yeah, I, I like Thor. <laughs> nope, you know what? Hawkeye's in a movie. And nobody even cares. My, it didn't make my list. Thor didn't make my list. Thor Dark Thor two did, but <laughs> <laughs> just say it like Thor. I, I'd rather sit through Dark World than the first Thor. Like that is definitely a worse movie than Dark World. At least Dark World is you know some what? fun I parts. I probably watch Dark World again. Yeah. Maybe it's not as bad as I remember, but I still remember it being pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. all right. And number one, what is Don't the my list? So. <laughs> <laughs> so the worst Marvel movie. Mine for me. Yep. Iron Man 2. What? I, that, yeah, I <laughs> did not like that movie at all. Oh. And whenever I, I tried rewatching it multiple times, I was like, I still don't care. You know, sure, seeing Black Widow running around in her fucking stripper suit is cool, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I didn't care. Like, the thing is, Iron Man, the first Iron Man was so fucking awesome. And the second one just wasn't. And it was such a disappointment. You know, I remember seeing it in the theater and just like so excited and like, damn, this movie kind of sucked. And I still think it kind of, so I try watching it over and I'm just like, eh, I don't care. You okay. know, I agree. It's yeah. not so, Iron Man one. It's not, but I think if we didn't compare to Iron Man one, it's, a st- it still has some good parts in that movie to begin with. Justin Hammer still a fun move of uh, part in it. Robert Downey Jr. Still Robert Downey Jr. It up. So I'm still loving that when he's all over the scene. Yeah. Oh, Don Cheadle is better than Terrence Howard. I'm sorry, as Roar Machine or as, as Rhodey. He brought more to the role. Too. He actually looked like the military. Five, the ending battle cool and shit, you know. Now I'm there fine. was some some lulls yeah. in there also, but overall, I can I can deal with it. Like I said, not the best movie. It's not it's not Marvel shining, you know, pyramid and thing like that. But the worst movie, worse than Ant Man. I don't know, Eli. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I straight up don't like Iron Man too. It's <laughs> the worst movie. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's one I hate. I remember coming out, coming out of the theater like fuck that. <laughs> like I almost didn't see Captain America or whatever came out afterwards. Yeah, because of that. Until someone said, "No, it's really good. You should go see it." Hell, I think like, Thor really? came after that. Uh, okay, what, whatever came out afterwards, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you should go check it out." And because I, I remember not even wanting to see Thor. Like, so Thor that. That was your so palate cleanser? <laughs> okay. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that was kind of fun. And then Captain America came out and they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm like, oh, no shit. Okay, well, I kind of like, th- yeah. All right, I'll check out the Avengers. You're going to make the Avengers, right? Yeah, I'll check that out. I, mean, I, I remember that time, you know, the, the old days. Damn, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> we back in 2012. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. So my number one or least favorite uh, comic book, I mean, Marvel movie is without a doubt, by far, without question, The Incredible Hulk. 
I don't understand how anybody has okay. a different opinion than that. It is easily the worst Marvel movie. Matter of fact, I think honestly, I think it's the closest they because I know you saying all these movies sucked on your list. Me personally, I don't think Marvel has made a bad movie, but the closest they've made to a bad movie is Incredible Hulk. It feels like those two thousands movies. I think it's only slightly better than the Ang Lee movie. If that. Be honest with you. Because uh I didn't like it. Yeah, movie. I mean it's not that it isn't. It it isn't that good. It's not and like I said, the only reason I didn't it's so higher on my list is because of the of the Easter eggs of you know the little rest of comic book references. And oh yeah, super they made me as a comic book fan. Ooh, ooh, that's the leader. Ooh, that's Doc Sampson. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, you know, abomination and oh, that's kind of cool. And but yeah, other than that, I I and yeah, I'm a Hulk fan. And I I didn't like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like I didn't know what the movie was trying to do. I don't think the movie knew what it was trying to do. It was just like paint by numbers. You know, let's play it safe. Let's not go too deep to the psyche of Hulk because we did that shit with the Ang Lee movie. People hated that. So let's just play straightforward. I will say this: the Abomination was fun. Matter of fact, what was it, Tim Roth? Yeah, yeah. In general, he was just fun. Like even when he was just regular. He was just like a, a, a interest character. Then we came to Abomination. Now the Abomination versus Hulk fight is one of my favorite fights in any comic book movie even though it's just big cg monster fight still fun but i hate the design of hulk i didn't like ed norton as hulk i didn't like what's her face's betty banner thunderbolt was awesome i like thunderbolt but the plot kind of just was just mm -hmm. going about itself you can tell it's yeah. they really didn't know how to make these movies first they were just there's these when they were cutting the teeth in the movie incredible hulk thor iron man 2 now, I guess at the time, Iron Man, like the first Iron Man, was a fluke. Like, they, there's no way that movie should have came out as good as it did. Because every movie that came after that was kind of kind of rocky. So that's the, that period is when Marvel made their worst movies. You know? So that's that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, I mean, it had a lot of, it had a lot of to say. You know, and there was like a lot of social and political commentary behind the first Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of just, not until... Well, until like you had Thor and like Captain America, and those movies were made by, you know, top tier directors, you know, Kenneth Branagh and Joe Johnston. Yep, made, Rocketeer. The yep. First Captain America. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like they, they were like better caliber movies and. You know, it's just like it, the, the first that Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, like they, it, it had all this like you could just tell like they bumped, they pumped all this money into it, but it just didn't. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to strike that balance of, you know, you know how how do you make a Hulk movie without turning it into making him an emo sad sack like know? they did before, right? Um, and that's like they did before, like they did in the in Ang Lee's, and then this one they try try to walk the line but still it's it's you know he's in brazil because they could have did so much in brazil and i mean they had they were in the favela they were on they had this awesome location and they didn't really do anything and, you know and then so, and then they have a helicopter fight on a college campus like really right that's and then you really can't do anything and just like i don't know it's like it, like i said another shit director we don't know about so I don't know. They didn't know what to do. And you know what's funny? I think that Marvel was expecting the Hulk to be the bigger movie than Iron Man. That's why they had all the Easter eggs in there, like the leader and Captain America, Super Soldier, and S.H.I.E.L.D. in the background, stuff like that. Meanwhile, when you watch Iron Man, there really were no Easter eggs in Iron Man. 
You know, so I think they were banking, and yeah. I think that's why Iron Man came out before the Incredible Hulk because they were thinking like, okay, Iron Man's gonna be this movie, but we really put all the chips on the table in the Hulk because there was actually a, a a deleted scene with Captain America, but like when you watch the Blu-ray, it's there, man. You know the scene we talked about? I put a bullet in my mouth and spit it out. That scene is in there, and that's actually the scene where he turns to the oh, Hulk. Really? Yeah, he smashes the ice because he's in like the Arctic or something like that. He smashed the ice, and when the ice breaks. You can see Captain America's, you know, body coming coming away from it. They're trying to explain that, but they cut that scene from it. So they were explaining all the Easter eggs in Captain in in the in Incredible Hulk, but it didn't hit like Iron Man. The Iron Man was the breakout hit. So, you know, who knows? It happens. So yeah, that's it. I'm glad yeah. we finally got that out of our system. We all talk about the best movies, talk about the worst movies. I did not know you hated Paul Rudd that much, but hopefully he didn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't hate Paul Rudd. I just don't like the Ant-Man movies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, can we talk about comics now? Well, the behind-the-scenes stuff of the sure. comics? Yeah. This stuff we don't do. Sure. This is stuff we stay away from. But this is kind of like a actually a big deal that I think we need to address because I think we're going to have it oh, maybe. Oh, we're not reviewing shit. Okay. Eventually. We'll get there. I know so, Normal listeners, don't cut it off just yet. <laughs> this is interesting before we get to the comic book podcast. You know, we usually cut the shit off. No. <laughs> But this is interesting. So, like I said, with all this coronavirus shit going on right there, businesses, brick and mortar stores are feeling the effects right now, especially every local comic book store on the market right now because they can't get their books. So what's happening right now, uh, the guy's name is Steve Geppi. Steve Geppi is the, I guess, the head of Diamond Distribution. Now, the thing is with comics, they don't have a lot of distribution centers. They have one, and it's Diamond Distribution, and it's a monopoly. So they are solely responsible for shipping every single comic to every single local comic book store. And if they stop doing it, there are no comics going to comic stores. That's just period. Just stop. That's it. And because of the coronavirus, that's what they did. They stopped shipping. So at least for this week, there are no new comics coming to any local comic store. So you can't find a printed comic book anywhere. People are freaking out. People are saying, oh, what's going to happen? When am I going to get any new comics? What am I going to do? Well, Eli, we know what to do. We don't have these problems. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go on comics out and just go digital. Because now, do you think that's kind of fucked much up? That's what I had to do. I mean, yeah, because we're kind of forced to. Like I said, you have comic shops in your area, but you know it's kind of hard to. So, did you you just a click away from getting the new books? So, here's the thing: Do you think, out of respect for a diming, you know, diamond shopping distribution to local comic stores, should Marvel and DC and everybody else not publish digital next week? I mean, out of respect or out of whatever, you know, or should they push it and go forward with the digital? Not publish digital? Not publish, but, you know, push it. I mean, whatever you call digital, like, you know, don't put the digital books out, you know. That would, that, no, that's stupid. What are we going to read next week? <laughs> well, that's, that, that's the thing. Because <laughs> Is that what they're saying? That's what, that's what some people are saying. That's some people are saying because there are no physical books coming out next week. And, you know, a lot of comic book fans, because they're still stuck in the 90s, shit like that, they're still scared to go digital, even though every single medium is going digital. Music is going digital. Movies going digital. Uh, you know, but comic books, they still feel like they can't go digital. They still feel like, you know, Red Hood and the Outlaws number 15 is going to be worth more than 15 cents five years down the road, which it won't be. going to lose value over there because <laughs> the ugly truth is that the paper that these comics are printed on isn't worth a damn, and it loses money as it further goes along. So yeah, you can collect these books, but if you're collecting it for monetary value, you're wasting your fucking time. There is no money in it. Even thinking that shit is what killed comics in the 90s. So, 
people are still scared to go the digital yeah. route, even though it's just a click away from just having a book in your hand or on your computer or on your tablet or anything like that right now. So a lot of the comic book fans are saying that they should not put out the digital books next week because that'll be the only way you'll be able to get the comics. They feel like they should be, you know, stand in solid areas or shit like that. I'm like, no, fuck that. Put the books out right now. All you do, all you guys are doing are delaying the inevitable. Yes, we understand that local comic book shops and are what, hurt. like, and 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 then and then not giving money to the creators because you have to buy shit off of Comicology. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. You have to buy shit. Yeah. We pay for those. Right. Yeah. So you could like, they could not get a damn dime or put it out and let us pay. Let us read some shit. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we got something. Because everything else is yeah. shut down. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to the clubs. You know. Oh, uh, so shit. Why not, you know, read a digital comic? I know a lot of you people, are, a lot of you comic book fans are scared to make that jump. It's time. I mean, we understand comic book shops are hurting, uh, but I'm going to just, look, I'm going to just say the ugly truth. The writing's on the wall. I mean, comic book shops, most comic book shops don't put all the eggs in the, in the one basket of comic books anyway. Most of them do other shit. They sell uh, vinyl collections. They sell toys. They sell Funko Pops. Or, you know, Magic the Gathering cards and shit like that. Video games, they put their, you know, they yeah. sell all their kinds They're gaming of stores. They have, like, gaming tournaments and shit. Right. Most comic stores are like that now. Hell, my, mine down the street does, you know, concerts, talent shows and shit like that. Anything to get people in the store, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's the writings yeah. on the wall. You just can't do shit just for the comic book. I mean, just for the comic book fans because they don't they don't buy enough of it. And plus, they're having a hard time of getting the... The younger fans into this shit because what do they do? They want to play video games. They want to watch anime and shit like that. They don't give a fuck what's going on with New Warriors with Safe Space and Screenshot and whoever the fuck else out there. Which we will talk about on another episode. Not this one. (laughs) (laughs) So, because that's a whole other topic right there. So that's my thing right there. So, I mean, the writing on the wall. Corona is going to claim a lot of casualties. The comic book industry is going to be one of them. Because a lot of stores that can't close right now because they're barely hanging on for the every brick and mortar store right now is hanging on by a thread right now. That's why I have a hard time closing. And comic stores are not Mm -hmm. immune to it. So we need to embrace the future. You guys next week, if you want to know what's happening next comic book, uh, go digital because I'm going to post all this shit online and spoil everything if you don't. Call me an asshole. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see if you move on to the video game section. Yeah. Sure. Okay, let's move on to the video game section. Speaking of brick and mortar, let's talk about your favorite store, Eli. GameStop. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I knew you love going there. <laughs> so, yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pull up something right now before I get started. Oh, essential store. Yeah, so the government hasn't shut down every single business or on, out there right now. There are some brick and mortar stores that have been still open. Uh, of course, they, they call them essential stores. So, you know, grocery stores are st- still open. Gas stations are still open. Hardware stores, uh, restaurant, whatnot. Restaurants are not open on the inside, but you still do the drive throughs like that. Other stores, I don't, I don't have the information in front of me right now, but, you know, uh, like medical supplies and like that. But, however, GameStop has declared themselves as an essential store also. So just like we need bread and water, they're saying we need Animal Crossing. Nintendo Switch. It's essential. Overpriced video games. Yeah, yeah it's essential <laughs> to your way of life. So GameStop has said they're not closing during this pandemic. You know, even though they don't clean their stores, everything is dusty in there. They have 
their customers, gamers don't bathe, I guess. So they're gonna have stink with the money coming in anyway. <laughs> you know, so it's a very, you know, unhygienic place to begin with anyway, and it's not gonna close because apparently uh Call of Duty is just important as t- toilet paper and you know, bread and things like that. So some places so there have been people that have taken steps to stop GameStop from doing this bullshit they're doing. Some employees have uh, boycotted and GameStop said if you don't show up to work, you will be fired. You know, the government has actually shut down them in certain places, stuff like that. Uh, even I think in Philadelphia, they revoked their, you know, their license. Some shit like you just can't sell. They made them shut down. So eventually GameStop took it to a step further where they eventually were forced to close all their stores. Now, they didn't close their stores. What they did is they closed the inside of the store. Uh, they are letting employees off. Now, whether or not they're paying employees, I don't know. Hopefully they are. They're only letting the managers work. You pretty much have to get your games curbside. Um, now, you want to talk about a, a shit company? That's GameStop. That's a company I'll be glad <laughs> when they go under because they're completely wrong in everything they're doing. They're price gouging. They don't give you money for your stuff. They will sell you, you, you sell you new product that's really used. You know, they do all kind of fucked up shit. They... You know, probably pressure the membership. They're shitty to their employees. You know, so that's a place to go under because basically when these new systems come out, people are embracing digital and video games. Not like comics where, you know, these 40-year-olds are stuck in the 90s. No, video games are embracing the new millennium. They're embracing the new technology. So GameStop can't do this bullshit. And the thing is, like I said, just talking about the comic book situation where, uh, you know, there will be, there will be casualties with Corona. GameStop would be one of those cats with Corona because they are barely, you know, staying above water right now. And if they have to close for two weeks, a month, two months, that's going to put them under. It just is. So we're going to be living in a different world when the coronavirus is over. Don't worry. We will make it through this. You don't have to buy your Mad Max gear just yet. We will make it through this. But this will be a changed world. 20, 30, 50 years down the road, we will remember this happening. Not because of the actual virus, but because of the, the economic fallout that happened from it. Especially if the government doesn't bail us out. We yeah. still know you're sitting on that money, but don't want to give us. We're gonna find out that most of these mother most most everybody can work at fucking home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. What do they say? We're finding out that yeah. 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 Necessity is the mother of invention. All, all, all you motherfuckers are use yeah making all that money sitting in front of a fucking computer. You're useless. And you know what's fucked up is that they've been saying <laughs> it for the longest. Like people saying like, why can't I just do this shit from home? Now all of a sudden they're saying, just do it from home. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Up, man. Well, then, but then, then companies, they don't have to. They they don't have that overhead of having people working in an office. They can save money. Yeah, you can't just work from home. Exactly. You know that that saves the company money. They can re reevaluate all this shit, man. Hell, and Amazon is fucking, hiring right you know, now. Delivery. Yeah. Yeah, and start paying groceries and people who are keeping society together. You know society up and running pay those motherfuckers six figures a year right because you know? as of right <laughs> you know now those are the people running the country the country will fall yeah. apart without you know those you people know, making thought, minimum yeah. wage yeah all these service jobs that everyone looked down upon you know barely making you know overworked and underpaid right they're the ones keeping everything together right you know so, so fucked up all right yeah. now can we actually talk about the uh, comic books now Sure. Hopefully, everybody's still with us. <laughs> We're never going to actually talk about because it's the comic book bullies <laughs> where we talk about the comic books. I'm going to talk about the new comic books that came out this week. Guess what, Eli? I am not doing any X Men this week. I'll do them. Oh, shit. 
next week if we have still have books coming out this week. But what I will no do No X Minute? No X Minute, not this week. Go listen to Comic Cast. They'll do the X Minute all the time. That's that's Gomer's thing now. Uh what we're gonna do is talk about Batman number ninety one. Yep. And I... okay. So we're talking about Batman ninety one. And basically how the book starts off is mm-hmm. that Harley Quinn has sick bat drones because Batman has gave her control of his drone and she's hunting down uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke is getting away from him, but Deathstroke is actually doing a pretty good job of, you know, dodging the drones and like that. And he's shooting them and killing the drones, stuff like that. So Batman's just like, you know what? Tell her to get back. I'm going to go take care of Slade myself. So he flies the bat, bat plane in front of Slade. Slade, you're done. I caught you. Deathstroke's not backing down, jumps on top of the bat plane, tries to stab Batman with it. Batman just takes him to the sky, shit like that. Now, the reason Batman is doing this is because he's finally realized who the designer is, what the designer is, and the designer has him figured out to a T. Because Batman has realized one thing, he's been doing this for so long, he's starting to become predictable. People are starting to realize his patterns, and it's exactly what the designer has done. So if he wants to beat the designer, he has to switch up his pattern. He has to do something different. So he takes Slade all the way to the sky in his bat plane and he steps outside the bat plane. Slade thinking like, okay, you ready to fight? You ready to do this? And Batman's like, no, I'm not going to fight you, Slade. Look, you know me. You know why I've done this. You know my secret identity. You know that my parents died in the alley. And and I've become Batman because I wanted to stop muggers that was killing people like in the alley. But at the same time, guys like you keep up in the ante. I stop a mugger. Guys like you come at me. I have to get more firepower. You get more firepower. It just keeps escalating to a point that, it, you know, it's destroying the city. The city doesn't even trust me anymore because they were happy when Bane took over the city. And Slade's like, okay, I hear your sob story. What do you want me to do? And Batman's like, I want you to back the fuck off. Let me save the city. Let me help the people out because they don't trust me anymore. And I can't do my job with assholes like you running all over the place. And this was like, well, why do you think I care? Because I know you, Slade. like, you know me, I know you. You care. You're like, what the fuck I don't? And then he starts fighting him again. Batman, like, okay, you're not listening. He grabs him, throws him off the, uh, with each other. They both fall off the bat plane to the ground. And they're having a, like, real-ass long conversation while they're hitting the ground and shit like that. And he's just like, uh, where's the designer? <laughs> Tell me the designer before we hit the ground. Slade's like, I don't know. Stop bullshitting, Batman. You're not going to kill me. Throw your batarang out, your grappling hook. So right before we hit the ground, he's like, okay. They throw the batarang out. I mean, throw the grappling hook out. They hit the ground. As soon as they hit the ground, they're getting ready to fight again. Like, district, all right, let's finish this. Before we can finish this, on the big screen, they see the designer. He's right there in front of them. And Deathstroke, and designer is telling Deathstroke, uh, Deathstroke, it's okay. You've played your part in the role. Your contract is terminated. And Diff's was like, okay, what the fuck that means? Then they turn around and they see designer's henchmen. It, you know, it's the base of the, G, the GCPD, but they're all jokerized, like zombies and shit like that coming at them. And Diff's was like, uh-oh, we got company. And Batman like, we? Yeah, they, what do you think terminate your contract means? They're coming at the Me Too. So Batman and Deathstroke have to team up to fight off, you know, the uh, designer's henchmen and shit like that. And Batman's like, pissed. He's like, designer, show yourself. Uh, stop playing these games. Come for me. Before he can do that, uh, the guy standing behind designer on the big screen is the Riddler. And the Riddler's like, oh, no, Batman. Not until I had my fun first. And the book ends. And some other shit happens. You know, Harley Quinn shows up to sell books. Whatever. That's pretty much the book. Um, overall, I give it a 4.5 out of 5 that Batman's actually trying to do something different than we normally. Normally, he just would just fight Slate and that's it. 
But Slade is an anti-hero. He's not like a villain villain like the rest of these guys are. So he probably could talk Slade down. So even though Slade's not going to listen, but yeah, that's what I give it. Uh, you you read the book. You like what, what yeah. you think about it? No. No, I liked it. It was cool. Um, yeah, there was really yeah those moments of yeah Batman and Destro kind of like sort of almost teaming up. Mm-hmm. The beginning with you know the Joker telling his version of uh, you know meeting the designer, how they all went, all the criminals went and met the designer to you know, and, and we know what um, he said, where he asked them what they wanted. Yeah, where he wanted to you know wanted asked each of them what they what was their ultimate job they wanted to pull off and. The Joker's like, I want to, I want to be the devil, and, he, right. and I killed the devil or whatever. <laughs> I that was pretty, <laughs> because he realized what he was shit, doing. He was like, know. if you, if yeah. you give them everything they want, then it's going to put everybody in a way that you could take over the city. No, I want to be that guy, and that's what that makes sense. Why the designer would try to kill him? He's like, oh, I can't let you be me. So. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, and Catwoman and Harley teaming up and fighting the 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 you know the Joker zombie cops. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I mean, this is cool. I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging the new Batman book. And, and the Joker so, War is coming. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, so cool. Mm-hmm. So, are you doing Unkillables? Uh, I do Unkillables. You got a bunch of other books, so you can do those books, and I do Unkillables. Okay. Well, um, the only other well, I didn't. Well, I, well, I'm just gonna hit Marvel then. Um, what Marvel book? Oh shit! I only read one Marvel book. <laughs> So Star Wars number four, um, Charles Soule. Um, this is just them on Cloud City. Luke, Leia, Lando. They went back to Cloud City to get Luke's lightsaber, and uh, Lando had some business to uh, attend to as well. He gets, you know, of course, Cloud City's all under Empire control now. Um, Lando finds L- a Lobot and has him hook into the computer system systems and as i'm like flushing out this gas so it's like in you know sort of kind of a uh, uh, poisoning the city basically po- po- pouring out this gas amongst the city um layer leia has been captured last issue she got captured by vader and she's in carbonite now so i should have i should have started with that that's what's been happening leia's captured in carbonite she's being dropped off by the you know um they're shipping all these prisoners all these like rebel prisoners are in um this like hangar getting ready to be shipped off to wherever to the empire base and they're all in carbonite and then luke he's in like the trash compactor looking for his lightsaber you know and he can't find it he's got there's a bunch of ugnots in there and he ends up like using the force to like guide him and try to find his lightsaber he ends up having visions about like that like i think the octo planet and some jedi chick in a robe or something he has some visions and then they also has a vision of Leia. Leia's trapped. He's like, oh shit, I better go save Leia. So he teams back up with Lando and Lobot, and they go they go to that hangar where they're keeping all the prisoners in carbonite, and he like uses the force and like releases them all from the carbonite. So all the prisoners come get out, you know, they're unfrozen. They all come out of their carbonite things. And then the stormtroopers come and Luke basically like force grabs all their guns. And puts them into the rebels' hands, and then they all shoot the stormtroopers and shit. And then they um, he ends up leaving. He's like, ah, yeah, I didn't find my lightsaber, but you know what? A Jedi is more than just a lightsaber. Blah 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 blah. And then they end up taking off. But then it shows an Ugnot in the trash compactor finds his lightsaber. Um, and so that's kind of about it. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a little anticlimactic. 
And I, I don't know. Here's my thing. Okay. It's like, it's like they're trying to get, you know, they're, they're making this big deal about the lightsaber. Like, where did Luke light, Luke, Luke's lightsaber go? You know, that's like been a big thing ever since The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. You know, even, when even they didn't explain you know, it. The, his, yeah, and his his lightsaber was in Maz Kanata's basement or whatever, and Ray finds it and all that shit. Like, where was it? It fell in Cloud City. So they're trying to explain his thing about where his lightsaber went. And it's like, it's, it was just in the garbage. <laughs> it's like, that's, <laughs> just, all. that's it. That's you know, the so it's like they're making this, yeah, and it's like, it's like they're making this you know, this big point writing these stories to fill in all these gaps about all these stupid plot holes from all the fucking movies, you know, like where did, that was another thing. X-Wing, this is how this, yeah, this comic explained how Luke got his X-Wing back from cloud city. Cause apparently that got on people's nerves. How did Luke get his X-Wing back when he left it on cloud city? Blah, 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 blah. Well, this fucking comic explains that. So now all is forgiven. Now, now. It's, it's and it's like, really, is that, is that, Yes. Yeah, is that all these comics are? Just we're just, you know, I don't need to be filled in on every little detail of their life. You know, it's yeah, just stretching that, it too what, damn thin. That, that's what these like not just the comic books, but just pretty much any, you know, source material outside of the movies have been doing, just filling the blanks in every little thing. Because there's nothing in the first trilogy, the first three movies that has not been over explained, picked apart or dissected in there in some other yeah. uh, source material. That's you know yeah i mean we're just going over familiar territory again like i've been there done that 30 years ago and then that's no longer canon and now here we are rewriting the same fucking story mm-hmm. you know i don't need to know about every waking mo- waking moment of these characters lives like in next issue luke takes a shit you know <laughs> like, who fucking cares you know you know it's like you know it's been told multiple times it's, there's multiple canons and I, I think I'm just kind of done with this book anyways. You know, I just don't like, I don't care. Like, give me something else. I've already seen what happened to Luke between these two movies, you know, in two different canon timelines. So I don't need to be told the definitive version this this decade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I just don't care. You know, when they're just going to change it. You know, who oh, knows when? Right. In oh, another generation, like they're going to rewrite all this shit. That again. never happened. Let's rewrite this. Let's do yeah. it again. Yeah, yeah, that's no longer canon. Like, I don't, I don't care. I, I think I might. This is probably the last, last Star Wars like this run. Mm-hmm. I'm still reading the Vader. I'm still reading the Bounty Hunters and shit. But I think I'm done with this one for now. You know, <laughs> until they give me something else. Right, like really a whole care. new thing or you know. something. You know. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't go into detail. Yeah, like they keep going into detail about the the old trilogy. Why don't they do that with the Skywalker trilogy, like the new trilogy now? You want to go into detail and pick apart and dissect shit? Do yeah. that shit. That won't piss anybody yeah. off because you, you know over explain that shit if you want to. Let's go into deep into Ray's backstory, which they really haven't touched. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Old don't Paul know. Dameron yeah. or Finn. You know. Like you said, we knew that Finn yeah, no had shit. a. We could do some Stormtrooper comics with him where he was training with those guys. And the traitor, because apparently that traitor dude, they yell this shit. They, they're supposed to have known each other. You know, give us a book about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, it's, it's so many things they could do, but they, yeah. keep, they keep going to the same well over and over yeah. again. You know. I don't know. But, yeah. And I'm just like, I've, I've heard this all before. I've heard it like it's, yeah, you've already told the story multiple times. You know, 
<laughs> and now, you know, now you're doing it again. And I'm like, eh, I don't care. So, yeah, three out of five. I mean, the, the moment where Luke took all the guns from the stormtroopers and force pushed them in all the other people's hands, that was kind of cool. But uh, other than that, I was just like, really? His lightsaber was just in the garbage? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, whatever. You know? Oh, well. So, yeah. All right. So the book I'm going to do now is Unkillables number two. Okay, so like I said, this is a spinoff book mm -hmm. uh, adjacent to Deceased, Tom Taylor's Deceased, which he also wrote this book also, the second issue. So apparently how the book starts off is that we're in Bloodhaven with Jim Gordon, uh, Jason Todd, and Cassandra Cain, who's now Batgirl, stuff like that. And they're protecting the orphanage of Bloodhaven, and they have like about, uh, about 43, uh, no, not 43, but they have a whole bunch of like zombies and shit like they're supposed to kill them. They have them locked behind a whole uh, door, a closet like that. And Jimmy's like, what you want me to do? You want me to kill him? Nah, but you're going to leave him back there until they're safe. You know, stuff like that. But while they're arguing stuff like that, uh, Lady Shiva uh, teleports with Mirror Master to the mirror to come to Bloodhaven to that orphanage because she wants to bring Cassandra Kane back with her to, uh, what's the dude, old dude's name? Vandal Savage Base, taking back to Vandal Savage Base. She's like, look, you come with me no matter what. Mm -hmm. If I have to knock your ass out and bring your unconscious body with me, you're still coming. They fight, they fight, they fight. Jason Tyre comes in. She kicks his ass also. <laughs> Gordon pulls a gun on her, like, okay, calm this shit down. Otherwise, so she like, uh, Cassandra, are you coming with me or not? Because if you don't come with me, is it? I'm not going to ask you again. And if I see you again, it's going to be a problem. She's like, mother, I'm not coming. I'm like, okay. So they go back to Pyramids Bay, which is Vandal Savage Base and wherever the fuck it is. Uh, tensions are high. They got a whole bunch of assassins and mercenaries on one single island. Vandal Savage talks to Slay, like, Slay, why don't you come with me and let's have a conversation while they're bickering stuff like that. When he goes there, he sees uh, Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy punched the shit out of him, straps him to a table, and he's like, what the fuck you doing? He's like, for, well, for you and the Creeper are both immune to the zombie virus. So basically, we're going to dissect all your organs and find out what the hell is going on so we can make a cure for everybody. While they're doing that, uh, Slay's daughter, you know, Rose Ravages comes in, stabs Vandal Savage's back because she can, she had the power to see the future. So she knew this shit was about to happen. And she was like, you know what? I would kill you right now, but I want to spoil the surprise. She's like, wait, what, what are you talking about? Oh, you'll see. And then as soon as she says that, a zombie Wonder Woman breaks through the wall and rips Z Vandal Savage in half. Not like by his midsection, by like the top of his skull. And was like, how, how do you even do that? Anyway, Wonder Woman. Uh, she does that. <laughs> Beats the shit out of Solomon Grundy. The other mercenaries and shit like try to hold her off, but nobody can do anything except Captain Cole. Captain Cole does his freeze shit. He like, I can hold her for a little bit of time. You guys take Mirror Master, get the fuck out of here, hop, mirror hop this shit. And when you're done, come back and get me because I'm not going to hold off one of them for very long. So they all hop through the mirror and shit like that. And when they all hop through, they hop back into the Bloodhaven morphing and shit like that. And they're talking about, what about Captain Cole? You going back and get him? And even, and Slade's just like, don't even bother. He's already dead like damn okay uh no actually mirror master does no mirror master does drop them off mirror master hops back over to go get captain cole and never comes back they're just like yeah he's done yeah. Don't worry about him yeah. yeah so well so they just stuck there they're just stuck in bloodhaven this is around the time where the heroes have already left earth so they've already gotten the spaceships took everybody off the planet and they're gone and they've been gone for three months so they time has just passed they're just stuck in the in orphanage uh oh before they do that uh slade sees that same closet with all those zombie shit like that and just like gordon what the fuck is behind there or like those are the zombie kids and counselors and shit like that that we just left them in there and you're not gonna do anything with them no nah, they're safe right here like no they're not safe 
And then Jason Ty, you know, talks to Gordon. He like, Jim, we're gonna need you to walk away for a second. And then Cassandra Kane, like, let's go, Jim, let's go, let's go check on the kids. So they go in the next room. And matter of fact, Jim, if they hear anything, just tell them, tell them it's a noise or something like that, the training room, something like that. So while they do that, they open the door and all the bad guys just kill the fuck out of the zombies. Just shoot the shit out of them, zombie, uh, zombie gr- 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 beat the shit out of them, stuff like that. And so they're all dead. So for the next three months, they're just stuck there. And they're pretty much like, since we're going to be here, all these kids in Bloodhaven, we need to train them. Because in this case, if another zombie wave comes for them, these kids need to be ready. Their, their childhood is done because they're basically been left here by the heroes. And while they're training them, Jason Ty, Jason Ty walks in on Slade training the kids, and he's just like yelling at the kids and you know being like really hard on them. And, and Jason's like, Slade, what the fuck you doing? He's he's a kid. Like, well, you being too hard on him. He's like, yeah, you would say that. Yeah, Batman was way too soft on you. And Jason's like, wait, Batman was too what on me? Like, do you know that psycho? What that psychopath did? Yeah, nobody did. He let you run before you walk. That's why you had a crazy ass clown cave your fucking skull in when you was a teenager. You're like, yeah, it's like you fucking asshole. So they're arguing back and forth and shit like that. And Bane is actually like buddy, buddy with Ace the Bat Hound, you know, but Ace, Ace starts barking and shit. You're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? But he's not paying attention. What happened is a zombie mirror master comes through the mirror and slashes Bane's back. So now Bane is a zombie. Bane, since he's a zombie, decides to break open the wall that protects him from the rest of the other zombies. And now the other zombies are about to uh, flood the orphanage and the book ends. So the next issue is going to be the third issue, the final issue. I'm pretty sure everybody dies becomes a zombie, which is going to be fucked up. So the unkillables <laughs> get killed. <laughs> Overall, awesome book, man. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Tom Taylor just kills with this Elseworld shit, man. He just, he just does it. So I wish they just, like, under the shit. Like, no, yeah. it's not Elseworld. This is the real shit. <laughs> so... Yeah, I thought it was fun too. I mean, it was a lot of fun little moments, you know. He he nailed Jason character Todd piece of and characters too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason Todd and Rose hooking up. That moment with Slade and uh, Gordon having their sort of a uh, pep talk conversation. And I shit, forgot about you know, that. Psyching was, each other up. Yeah, because that, Gordon that was, was a good moment. Like, yeah, Gordon was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't trust you, Slade. I can't work anybody I don't trust." And like, you don't work anybody I don't trust. You commissioned the Gotham PD. You're the most crooked uh, yeah. <laughs> police department on the planet. Half of the people that work for you yeah. work for me too. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, yeah. So Man, you've led, you've led. You were the leader of the GCPD and shit. That's, <laughs> yeah. But th- this that gym, that that gym scene reminded me of Walking Dead. I think that's that's that was like a play on Walking Dead. A little so Walking Dead that reference like, you, because you, you don't have the stomach for this. Walk out the room. Yeah. No, there was like a gym full of like zombies, and they had to clear it out, and that's. Where or that was a, and from Walking Dead, he got locked in there overnight, and he killed them all. Um, they got overrun, and they had to get out of there, and they left Tyrese in there. And then next morning, they go back in, and Tyrese was the only one left. He killed all the zombies like single handedly, and oh, shit. shit. That was from The Walking Dead. Um, but yeah, but it it was a uh, more of a playful, like you know, and the, the, the Billy Batson was in there. Yeah, yeah so like I recognized the kid, but, like oh well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm liking this better than the first DC Stark, just because that first arc was like so epic and you know, trying to you know, j- kind of jumped all all over the place, you know, with all the because it was dealing with all these heroes. This one is more focused on characters. It, it's you what you call two a groups bottom of characters. episode. Yeah. Just yeah, in and one that's, area. That's the you know, true. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the traditional zombie story. You focus on one group of characters, mm-hmm. you know, and you and and you care about them, and that's kind of what this is. And this is this is like the anti Walking Dead. It's more fun and campy, whereas the Walking Dead's all tragic and grim. Um, you know, this right. one's just fun escapism. You know, I, I'm I, yeah, I thought it was great. So. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'll let you go next. Oh, okay. Well, Bitterroot number seven. Okay. Have you read any of these yet? Not a single one. It's, it's on my to-do list. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try not to spoil it too much. But uh, basically, <clears throat> so we go back into Dr. Sylvester's past. Um, we find out about the tragedy that he's went through. His kids actually died in the Tulsa bombing. Um, okay. Damn. But he also met this demon who was taken the form of Miss Nightingale and who was killed. But this demon feeds on sorrow and pain. So it's different than the Jinyu. The Jinyu are these demons that feed off of uh, hatred and bigotry. you know. But then this demon, I forget what it's called, it, fe- it feeds on sorrow and pain. you know. And it's been affecting everyone around her, especially after the bombing. So everybody's kind of you know, mourning from the bombing. And this demon's going around possessing them because she feeds on grief. So kind of fucked but um, a family member of the Sangrias, the, that's what they're called, this, this family of demon hunters, the Sangrias, they're, they're out there in Oklahoma, and they have a Native American sidekick, of course. Uh, <laughs> they, bring, they capture one of these new demons, and they bring them back to, like, the, uh, like the res. It's like a reservation. Like, the, you know, um, there's a village there, and they use the bitter root to cure them. And they figure that, yeah, these are, these are different from Jinnu demons. They feed on sorrow. So cut back to Harlem. We got Berg, the big giant dude. He's like the big, top, you know, the big, huge, uh, you know, Ben Grimm character who speaks in like really long words and shit. He, he, was, uh, he was infected by a Jinnu, but now he's been cured. But he has a link. Because he was possessed, he has a link to those other demons, the, the sorrow demons. And he can feel the pain. And he can feel Dr. Sylvester's pain. So he knows what Dr. Sylvester went through. Um, you know, so, and I thought this was a, like a really touch, touching scene. You know, Berg is all tortured by Sylvester's pain and he's hurting. And Ma Etta, she's like the grandma, she's like the matriarch of the family. She comes and just holds him, you know, just, just to, you know, hold him because he's in pain. And that just goes to show the empathy uh, and how Berg is feeling somebody else's pain. Somebody else's pain is killing him. And then Ma Etta goes and hugs him. And like, she feels, she's feeling pain because Berg feels pain. So it's just that theme of empathy, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it was just like really, uh, really touching. I thought, you know, and it points out that, you know, the, the, the rate, you know, this, 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 this book is always a comment on the effects of racism. And this, this really points out like the racist trauma that people of color have had to endure, you know, and native elders, I've heard native elders say that, that, you know, we, or people of color have like inherited trauma from hundreds of years of our ancestors going through, through oppression, you know, that that is oppression. Yeah is ingrained yeah that is it's ingrained in our ancestral dna like ptsd is in our is in our dna like we're born with this trauma 
we inherit the pain and sorrow and anger of our ancestors, you know. So, but we also inherit their resistance and their will and their their strength to survive, their resilience, you know, because we are still here. So it's like a, you know, that that's also a reminder. We also inherit their strength, strength. But um, but once again, bitter root, you know, it's just remains to be one of my favorite books right now. You know, I mean, it works on so many levels, so many social commentary on racism, but also works as just a fun horror story, too. So this is a four out of five. five fuck it. Five out of five. Fuck it. It's a good book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. And, last... uh, oh, are you done? No, no, no. I got one more. I got one more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got one more. I, I did a little overtime this time. All right. So the book I'm going to review this time is actually pretty interesting. Uh, this is going to be Outlaw number one. So this is that that champion crossover book that they're getting ready, this crossover event that they're getting ready to start up. So this is the first book mm-hmm. of that one. So basically how the book starts off, it starts off with the, the champions, because it's a champion's book. The champions are on trial. And they're asking them what the hell happened to the situation, and we're going to get to the bottom of this, and what happened to Miss Marvel, and because... We got to find out what happened at the Coles incident. That's what they call the, well, the Coles disaster. And what they're talking about the Coles disaster is the Coles Academic High School, which is the school Kamala Khan goes to. So she goes to school and they're going there and the champions are undercover because they're trying to protect this uh, student named Alana Cabal. Cabal. I might be fucking the name up, but whatever. Anyway, the reason trying to protect her is because she's a social influencer and she's being hunted. They think she's being targeted by Roxanne. Because since she's a social influencer, she could convince, you know, uh, people to basically rise up and to reject corporations, which Roxanne didn't want a part of. So the champs are trying to make sure it didn't happen to her. And while they're watching her, and Miles kind of like got a crush on shit like that. She's like, oh, she's so amazing and stuff like that, you know. But while they're doing that, uh, a fucking dragon attacks the school. So apparently, you know, doing War of the Realms, they have these Asgardian monsters shit like that. So they're thinking Roxanne, that's how Roxanne got the hand on a dragon. Listen, a dragon to go attack them. The champions, you know, team together and shit like that, trying to fight the dragon. Uh, but they get the ass kicked. They're miscommunicating. They can't get on the same page, shit like that. So via vision is just like, fuck this. I'm going to take the monster out by myself because you guys can't get on the same page. I'm going to go take it out. So she rushes to it. She's like, she's going to do something and take the monster out. Uh, and while she's doing that, okay, so they got a dude on their team called Power Man. But he's not Luke Cage. Apparently, Iron Fist trained a black dude that has Luke Cage's strength in the ways of, like, his Iron Fist shit. So, he's got the powers of Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist. So, he does his Iron Fist shit and, like, Hadoukens <laughs> a fist at her or some shit like that. Uh, well, at, at the dragon. But, I'm, I know it's not a Hadouken, but whatever the fuck it is. Oh, when the Hadouken is getting ready to hit the dragon, Viv actually gets caught by the Hadouken. And she, like, goes fucking nuts and shit like that. And she's about to, like, explode the, the, the school and the town and shit like that. And she's about to go nuclear and shit. So Riri talks to Wasp. You know, Wasp is, like, a teenager in this book. So, like, that. And she's like, Wasp, I need you uh, to take Viv out because Viv is, Viv is finna go crazy. And if we don't, you know, she's going to go nuts. But I don't want to do I want to do this at the last minute. So let me try to take her out first and talk her down. So Riri tries to, you know fly towards Viv to try to take her, you know, try to calm her down, and Viv shoots at, at Riri. She's like, okay, there's no way to take her down other than 
to fire Wasp at her with an EMP in her brain and shut her down. You can see tears going down Riri's eyes and shit like that when she makes Wasp shoot, uh, shrink down and shoots her into Viv. And when she does that, Viv pretty much just deactivates, just hit the ground. It kills the dragon. And it's just a huge disaster over there right now. And people are trying to figure out what the hell happened here. And that's when they started realizing that, oh, one of your people went crazy. One of your champions went crazy, shit like that. Oh, and that's why all the disaster happens. People got hurt, broken arms and shit like that. So they decided that, okay, because of this disaster, we need to put rules on that. And we're just going to outlaw teen superheroes. If you are under 21, you are not allowed to be a superhero. And if you do, you are breaking the law. As a matter of fact, we're going to put a team together called the, I'm about to get it right now. Okay. You're going to put a team called the Child Hero Reconnaissance and Disruption Law Enforcement. Or, as they like to call, Cradle. So, Cradle is the new law enforcement team that is supposed to arrest any teenage or under superhero. So, remember Moon Girl and shit like that? She's not a champion, but they actually, but the Cradle kicking her door to arrest her. You know, to get her. Um, no, uh, Camilla Khan is missing. Nobody knows where she's at. Uh, and matter of fact, the the Senate passes the law, calling it Camilla's law. And when we see Camilla Khan again, Miss Marvel again, she's actually hospitalized because the building that uh was destroyed, she was caught in it, and she she got fucked up. So that's how the book ends. So basically, the teen heroes outlaw. Miss Marvel's missing. She's comatose with her family. And yeah, that's the thing. Overall, cool story. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. It was a good, strong intro. People are gonna say it's a Civil War ripoff. That's cool. Civil War is a ripoff. Civil War is actually a ripoff of an old X Men story <laughs> in the 80s when they were doing the Mutant Registration Act, where they tried to outlaw mutants back then. So, Civil War just took it a step further when they do all superheroes. This taking a step further when it's outlawing teen superheroes. So every 20 years, they tell the same fucking story. So don't give me that, oh, it's a Civil War ripoff. Everything is a ripoff nowadays. So I'm, I'm cool with the story. Let's see where they go from there. But yeah, that's that's it. All I got, I'm booked out. Uh, well, the only ones I other got are these AWA books that came out this week. Is that the ice cream? Um, I bought three of them. No, that's AW. AWA? I, no, it's AW. Oh, that's root. Root beer, yeah. AWA. Oh, it's disgusting. But okay. Um, um, damn, you don't like AW either? What the hell? <laughs> hell no, man. That's disgusting, man. That bring, that's... You don't like root beers? No, man. Yeah. That's struggle food, man. No, this. <laughs> I can't fuck that shit. Jeez, man. <laughs> um, no, but this is like a new company, you know, uh, putting out like more, I guess, more, in, you know, harder edged books i guess they're more obviously more violence and more you know nudity and shit like that more adult oriented stuff um i read the resistance which is uh mike diodato jr and uh j michael shizinski's book and it's just about this virus that swept over the world and killed everybody um most of this issue dealt with kind of like the reaction, how the, the political and societal reaction to the virus. But it, during all that, there's some people have abilities. I don't know if it's ha- if this virus came from space or something, but some people have abilities. So it's more of just, this issue is just about setup and not much about character. So it was okay. 
I might give it another whirl. The art is awesome because it's Mike Diodato. So um, I might give it another whirl. Uh, um, the next one I read was The Hotel. I guess this is supposed to be like a Tales from the Crypt type of, type of thing. It's this hotel where weird shit happens at, weird horror stories happen at. Um, this one was about this pregnant woman who's on the run from her abusive like uh, husband. And some weird – she's having weird nightmares about her baby. Um, coming out of her like a demon baby or some shit. And at the end of the story, basically her demon baby, um, the, her demon baby comes out and she gives the demon baby to her husband who shows up at the hotel. He's like, here, yeah, this is all the evil that you are. You can have him. Kind of weird, kind of strange. Um, the only reason why I picked up that book was because it was written by what's that dude's name? It's not loading. My internet's being slow. But the guy who wrote the the hotel book wrote a book called Sink, this indie book about this like like Glasgow, Scotland's like street gangs and shit and all this. It's a really violent book. It's crazy, you know. And it's called Sink. And it ain't on Comixology. I got it from my comic shop. So, you know, so Comixology ain't got everything. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I got the actual physical books from my comic shop. And they're just really crazy, violent street gangs and killer clowns. And, yeah, it's it's crazy book. But that guy wrote this hotel book. So that's the only reason why I got it. And then the last book I got was Red Border which has to do with the, uh, you know, the Mexican border and these, um, these two teenagers are on the run from the cartels. They cross the border um, and, you know, they got the cart, the drug dealers after them. When they, when they try to get to the border, the drug dealers are sniped out by some sniper dude in a mm-hmm. cowboy hat. Um, and then he's like, yeah, come along with me. You can come meet my family. So I don't know if it's like some sort of Texas chainsaw thing about to happen, but it's intriguing. <laughs> and this is really bloody and violent and there's tits and all that shit, you know? So I, I it, it, yeah, the art is really good too. Who wrote, okay, now my, now my thing's up. Who wrote this one? Oh crap. I gotta go. Uh, what's his name? Alex Alonzo. Never heard of him. So he wrote that. He, and he worked on like Punisher Max and Ant-Man and, you know, so, so yeah, this AD, AD, AWA is just a new company, a new comic book publishing company with a bunch of like top tier writers and artists, you know, kind of like Image, you know, they're doing their own thing now, okay. doing their own stories they can't do that, you know, that the big two won't let them do. So um, Red Border was probably my, might have been my favorite one. I thought the resistance was okay. I just, it, even though it was all just a setup, I'd like to know what, I might check it out just because of the art. And just to find out what is that exactly happening. Um, and then the hotel one, I'll, I'll check that one out too, just because, you know, it's supposed to be like a, a different horror story every book. Um, and then there was another one they did. It, it was called Archangel or something, but it looked all biblical and, you know, I just, I didn't care. It looked like Spawn, you know, <laughs> another <laughs> war on earth between angels and demons, you know, in the city, you know, you know, so it just looked like Spawn. I was like, eh, I don't, so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool, you know, something other than, you know, than the big two to read. So, so yeah, check it out. Okay. Well, and that's we, all I got. 
all right so seem like we all booked out uh yeah another episode like i said we got a chance to really talk about everything and if you listen this long definitely like share subscribe uh hopefully more no more crazier shit will happen hopefully we have some good news maybe you know they'll pass that bill with get our money uh definitely listen to comic cast uh listen to books that they did this week i guess they're all gonna freak out next week because everything's going digital so maybe they'll cancel or something i don't know <laughs> uh this geeks and yeah. comics it's been destruction uh get valiant they still have not done a bloodshot review i am highly disappointed i i told eric that this morning so I'll hopefully <laughs> get on that oh uh, and yeah we'll, we'll just see how it goes from there so yeah we'll we'll see until then this is leroy this is eli we'll talk to you guys next week same bullet time same bullet channel one Two, three, four, bust it. I got them squirts for the low. I got them squirts for the low. Corona. D1. Where Italy at? USA at? Canada, China. We don't play that. It's that Corona clap. It's that Corona clap. I'm trying to stay safe, won't it? Please believe. But that corona make it hard for a player to breathe. Don't wash your hands, you might catch it, won't it? And you stuck. Right now, them tickets to Jamaica only 15 bucks. I'm trying to quarantine myself. I'm staying inside. The NBA canceled on me, man. I'm feeling deprived. I'm out of toilet paper, but they ain't got none in the stove. Man, that corona wild. You can't wipe your butt no more. And ain't no more school for students. It's just classes online. This shit ain't about to have a graduation on FaceTime. Man, they trying to cancel God. I can't go in the church. Got hand sanitizer on deck, and I'm selling squirts. My concert's getting canceled. Man, I'm really so drove. But if you start coughing around me, I'm walking clean out the door. I'm telling all my people, stay home. It's really that real. Don't play with that coronavirus, man. Cool out and just chill. Where France at? Where Spain at? Africa, Philippines, we don't play that. Just that corona clap. Just that corona clap. Stay inside, dog. Don't let that corona get you, dog. Hear me? It's your boy D1. Mission vision all day. This is, in fact, a crisis. Make no mistake about that. This is real. And we're asking everyone to pay full.